bad, bad addict. Um, every time I was able to get a loan, I was doing drugs. I've been in prison four times, twice in the state, twice in the feds. I was doing all this crazy stuff, cooking drugs and just staying high. God called me from a prison cell. I was a homeless drug addict, and my hope was found in a needle. I was eight months pregnant, homeless, um, living out of my van. You know, it wasn't freeway that saved me, it wasn't John Stroop that saved me, but God uses freeway in such a mighty way as a tool to reach these people. There's not a community or a county in America that doesn't have a drug problem. And the, the church has the answer and it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Welcome to One Broken Life. My name is John Stroop with my special guest, Scott and Melissa Gilmore. Hey. Hello. It's good to have you guys today. Thanks for having us. Good yeah, to be here. We we explore uh, One Broken Life at a time on this podcast, and we get into the nitty-gritty of just people's past and the things they've been through. And um, we believe that the bigger the mess, the bigger the message many times in the gospel. And we see uh, people's lives we just like to talk about uh, the things that you've been through, through your addiction and through your past, because here's the thing. We hear about uh, jails that are overpopulated, and we hear about crime that come from, you know, addiction and drugs, alcohol, um, empty homes, fatherless homes, but we don't hear about the positive impact one radically drug addict, one radically changed drug addict, one radically changed alcoholic can make on our society when Christ gets a hold of them. And uh, so that's why we have this podcast so people can explore that, hear that, understand where we come from. Um, one of the things that, that I've been really lately thinking about is, uh, is people that come from our background as a people group, um, the marginalized 10% of society. So 10% of, last I checked, 10% of America comes from crime and addiction. And so we are the 10%. And so, um, we can explore that, learn from that. And so I'm just excited. We've had two really good talks. We've had a lot of laughs um, and enjoyed that. And we sh we, sh we shared your before Christ. We've talked about that. And we shared your before Christ. And kind of mm -hmm. our, our, and if you haven't heard Scott and Melissa's testimony, you haven't watched that, would you just stop this, go back, and either what if you're listening to it on Spotify or you're watching it on YouTube, watch that first, and then you'll kind of know where we're at right now. And the the theme verse, uh, a couple verses, is Psalms fifty one seventeen. The Bible says that uh, a broken and contrite spirit that God will not despise, and basically it says the sacrifices of God are a broken and contrite spirit, and so God meets us at our broken place, right? And uh, and then Psalms, uh, excuse me, Philippians one twelve, it says the things which have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, and so Paul said that the things, pronoun things, was all of his past and the things that led him into that prison cell to put him in chains, was all to make the gospel go further, and what a timely verse to share right now because you guys are about to take off, yep, and you're gonna go far away. Right? We are, yes, nine hours away. Nine-hour drive. 
And so let's kind of just, um, you were both in our one-year-long discipleship program. You're both graduates. Uh, Melissa made it uh, as a house leader, and you didn't. And so, unfortunately, you didn't make the cut. But, uh, you know, it's okay. She, you married up. I but did, too. I get it. Actually, I was an assistant. Oh. My life, so you, you were, she was the president. You were the vice right, president. Right, right. Okay, right. I get it. There you go. And so... Uh, Let's talk about this for a minute. So you guys come from incarceration, both of you, right? Mm-hmm. Melissa from a jail cell, Scott from prison. And you guys, uh, hopefully you weren't breaking the rules in the program by talking to each other and being sneaky, right? right. But you uh, you graduated, mm-hmm. and then you began to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got married. And now you guys are yep. in full-time ministry, mm-hmm. Right. So what what was that? What was the transition out of the home um, into this relationship together? Now you're you're both come from a broken background. You both come from your your kids are both you know you guys have family problems with your kids, yeah. and then you guys become this family and and begin to go into ministry. What was that like? It was, it's a challenge. I mean, our, our marriage came quick. You know, once we, we, we started the counseling and, and, and like a lot of other Christian courting ship or whatever you call it. Uh, I don't think courting ship is not, a word. Not, not the word. But the, we'll, we'll go the there. Engagement courting or whatever, ship. you courting, know. It's I like, like courting ship. Courting ship. Courting ship. Well, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> the courting no, ship. Has we got married quick, but, uh, and, and then, and you know, it's, it's been, uh, it's been challenging, but it's been rewarding. You know, it was, uh, it, it got, you know, I mean, it was God's, God's got us through, you know, he, he got us through. It's our friends yeah. say all the time, uh, uh, your, your life doesn't magically become cupcakes and rainbows when you get saved. And so that definitely hasn't been our case. You no. know, our, uh, older children aren't in our home. And so there's been a struggle there with those relationships definitely, but, um, God's given us some redemption babies to take care of and and given us a, a second chance at two toddlers. Amen. And, <laughs> and I want to talk about the two toddlers, but not just yet. Okay. I want to talk about uh, you guys begin to serve and took over a ministry together. Mm-hmm. Yes. The transportation ministry. Yes. And that was kind of your first team thing, correct? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. And so what was that like? Uh, how did... Do you think that maybe that had a sense of that is when God began to call you guys into full-time ministry, maybe through that? I believe so. And, and through that, we learned to serve together. Mm-hmm. Because prior to that, it had been, you know, I would do my ministry and her ministry and things like that. But then we got one, so we're married. Now we got a joint one, and, and, and that's what and it, it was. And it was a rough one. And so rough. sometimes we would just, I mean, we were it. <laughs> We had to rely on each other to get through. Like it was last minute decisions and crazy circumstances, and so we're like, "What do we do?" Right. Like we just, you know, it, we had to cling on to each other to get through it. And right. it grew us in. It grew us like in marriage. I, I believe it grew us spiritually. I believe mm-hmm. it grew us in our marriage and then in the ministry because we had to work <laughs> together for that. And it was it's a rough one. And there's a lot of vans to, to send out to pick people yeah. up to come mm-hmm. hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. At freeway, right, and right. then eat a hot meal. Yeah, and part of that is, you know, the conviction is, hey, if I don't pick these people up, yeah, they may not get a hot meal. Yep, they may not hear the gospel, mm-hmm. 
And so you guys did it how many years? Over two. Yeah. I know. It was quite. We were just talking about that earlier. I, can't, I know it's been I over it two years. A little awesome. over two. And so, uh, Scott, you're a pastor now. Yes. Uh, you're ordained. Um, you guys have been in ministry for a while um, together, and now you're gonna you're about to go start another ministry. And so, not only are you uh, have you been given a ministry to be responsible for, but also you guys, uh, as she mentioned, you guys got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, how old were you when you got pregnant? Like 35. 35. Yeah. Not 40. <clears throat> no, not 40. Uh, okay. <laughs> Close enough. And so, <laughs> so what was it like now? What was it like when you found out that you, you were pregnant? Because you're 50. Yeah. Uh, now <laughs> I am. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so you guys are not, you know, spring chickens, no, right? right. And, and so you both have this past and say, hey, I mean, did you ever think <clears throat> that God was going to allow you guys to have kids again? No. Mm -mm. no. I, I want, and I wanted one more. Mm -hmm. I did. I wanted one, one more. So <laughs> what <laughs> happened? Well, <laughs> well, uh, we had two. <laughs> so you guys got <clears throat> pregnant with twins. We did get pregnant with twins. Yeah, yes. yeah. I yes. was super sick and kept joking with him that um, there was like seven in there, and yeah. we told the ultrasound tech that, and she said, "Well, you're just gonna have to settle for two. <laughs> and he was. Jaw dropped for about five minutes. Did he so. start rocking? <laughs> I'm so. sure I probably did. Yeah. I, I couldn't talk for like 10 minutes. I was like, is this really going on? Sure, sure. We've been joking, man. So, Well, we have a two-year-old in our 40s, mm -hmm. and um, she is, my wife says that she is best friends with your your kids. Mm -hmm, they uh, are. And Maeve and Bain, and, and I can't imagine chasing around two of them. Uh-huh, yeah. And so that's been a an extra stress on your life, right? Yeah, it's yeah. been. You got that shirt, Dad of Twins. Yep. We'll work for food or something mm -hmm. like that. We'll work for peace and quiet. We'll work for peace and quiet, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you guys have killed it, honestly. I mean, Thank I've you. I've watched you guys from afar and up close and um, have just seen you all just do a really, really good job with your kids. So I'm proud of you both. Thank you. Thank it's, you. it's amazing. Uh, my wife and I are like, how do they do it, you know. But you just have to, right? Yeah. But, God's given us the strength and the peace and the people to surround us to help us and so and so you come from this background of you know addiction since your teen you know teenage years early 20s and um you're strung out you're in and out you can't be trusted lose your family mm -hmm. uh you get to the freeway ministry to stop your program you graduate the program get married god gives you a new family mm -hmm. uh, uh god gives you two little beautiful babies a boy and a girl and then um, you're called into, uh, you're called from our home church, my home church, where you guys went to church, Crossway Baptist Church, and um, and you and you go over to uh, a little church on the west side, in the in the, in the inner city, rougher area in Springfield. Tell us about that, Scott. What happened? I was in a little church in the hood. I like to call. It. I, I like to say that that uh, God uh, God pulled me from the hood, and God was calling me back to reach some of those peoples, you know, to reach people in the hood, to reach people in the, in, in, in you know, hurting and broken. And it was, uh, so I, I, I went over to God, we went over there and did that t testimony there. And I just knew God was calling me, man. I, I knew God was calling us over there and she bucked on me, but she later, 
Yeah, she laid she her, her chest out. She, man, she flexed on me big time. But, uh, and no. what, what did you tell her? How did, how did all that work? I, uh, how did, I it wasn't remember. it wasn't getting a car or going to church. No, no, no. no we we so. That's no. not him at all. <laughs> Honest, honestly, honestly, uh, we talked about it. She did get mad and said that she didn't want to go and all that. But then I let it go for a while. We just pray, we prayed about it for quite a while. It was like yeah. seven or nine months later before we moved over there. But that was a turning point in in in, in my life as far as like ministry and and, and uh, surrendering to preach the gospel because I believe God had been calling me to, but I've been running from it. And that going over there was just, you know, that was when I, I finally surrendered. I said, okay, he is calling me. I guess I will answer his call. So you started a freeway outreach, a part of uh, Golden Avenue Baptist Church. Yes. And so freeway, if you don't know, we we do a couple things. One thing is we plant ministries alongside local churches uh, to create an outreach on a non-church night. And I mean traditionally um, non-church night, Friday or Saturday. Um, and so that ministry becomes a ministry of the local church under our structure and just kind of, you know, uh, not real hands-on micromanaging, but making sure that you're not doing anything that we, you know, would bring harm to the name of Christ or to the name of the ministry. And then you, the church oversees that ministry to run after people most run from, to have an outreach with food, transportation, you know, everything church does. And at the end of the night, they come to know Jesus. You invite them to that local church. Mm -hmm. And then you make disciples that make disciples, correct? Correct. And so you went and you you did that. So tell me what it was like, guys. I mean, uh, your what was it like your first freeway as you go to start that freeway and launch that thing? What was that like for you guys? It was it was exciting, and it was extremely nervous too. Uh, but it, you know, so what helped us? What helped with this one is we had a lot of help and support people from freeway. Mm -hmm. People knew. So it was exciting. We learned a lot, you know, learned a lot along the way. Uh, there's hiccups, you know, and, and things like that. And but it was, man, it was it was exciting. It was exciting. And, and yeah, yeah. And so, and it's been just over a year. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So you're in ministry. You're preaching the gospel. You're saved. You're sober. You're living for Jesus. You get married. Do you guys? Did you guys have any naysayers in your life? Any anybody uh, negative? waiting for you to fall? Uh, do you feel like that you had anybody um, at all, any negative feedback? No, not, not, not that I've – nobody said nothing or that I heard anything, so yeah. no. As far as I know, everybody from my family to the people I know have been rooting us on, cheering mm -hmm. us on. And Did you ever have an example of a healthy relationship, really, a Christian, solid, healthy relationship growing up? No, mm -mm. no. Okay. Mm -mm. So what's life like for you now? Give us a give us a week. What's a week like for the Gilmores? A week. <laughs> well, starting on Monday. Or you want to start? Yeah. I want you to <laughs> answer the question how you answer. Well, the I, for me, I can say like it like at our home. You know, we like Monday. You know, uh, get up and go to work. So through the week, Monday through Friday, I still get up and, and go to work and and I work forty hours at a job. And, and, and I come home at night, and, and it's like Monday and Tuesday night, I come home, spend time with the family, and, I, and then I go and, and, and work on my sermon for Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, and I squeeze that in, and then Wednesday night's church. You know, we go to church. Thursday nights, you know, after I get off work, come home and uh, spend a little bit of time with the family, work what I can on the sermon. And then Friday night, go to work, and, and then uh, straight from work to freeway. And so it's hard for you because yeah. we hear him – 
You know, he, he goes to work, and then he comes mm-hmm. home and he works on his sermon. Yeah, he's felt guilty about that, you know, throughout the last year that he's not spending enough time with us. But, you know, we just knew this was a season. This is what we had to do. Like, there was no other time to do it. So I'm excited for him to be able in this next season to be able to have an office and to be able to prepare his, his sermons during that time. Like, he's probably going to have a hard time adjusting. Like, now what do I do <laughs> when he gets home, you know? Cool. <laughs> tell, tell everybody what God's doing in your lives right now. God is uh, God's calling us to West Texas. He, God is calling us to launch another freeway. And God's called, uh, he's so, the thing about this freeway when we get down here, is uh, so this this little town has no recovery. Mm-hmm. So we have an office there. We're gonna have a freeway office where we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do our Saturday outreach. You know we're gonna do uh, we're gonna have an office there for counseling. We'll have a classroom there. We'll probably have a men's group and a, and a women's group once a week. You know like during the week some kind of because re- there's no recovery there. So we're bringing in a Christ centered. Yeah, Christ centered recovery. There's not even a twelve step meeting there. No, there's mm-hmm. nothing. So. Uh, I remember, and I don't know how long ago it was, it was before you went to Golden Avenue, that uh, I told you guys that there was opportunities mm-hmm. to leave here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually traveled together. I don't remember what year that was. Uh, we won't that mention the name the- of the church, but we, sorry, but we went, we went together and uh, we visited a church that had an interest in doing it freeway. It was about three hours away, mm-hmm. two and a half, three hours away, something like that. And uh, you guys were like, no, Mm-mm. we don't feel like we need, we're supposed to leave Springfield. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you had some, some family reasons why and stuff. And then uh, I remember I called Scott. Well, I've been working with a church in Texas for a while and uh, talking to them about doing a freeway. I met, I met a really uh, neat guy and a uh, and pretty respected pastor. And anyways, um, well, we have an internship program here where we're raising men up to send them out. So I, I talked to him and I said, "Hey, I got some guys, you know." And, and he, me and him, have been going back and forth about doing this freeway there. And uh, and he and I and he, I told him they were single, and uh, he said, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, whoa, you know, there's a problem. You know, we we we're not going to be able to take a single guy." And everybody's different, which is mm-hmm. fine. And every church has different ideas and stuff like that and reasons why. And I was like, well, I don't have anybody married. It was that same day <laughs> that me and him had this conversation. <laughs> that same day, I'm thinking, And you didn't even call him about that. Absolutely not. I would never do that. I wouldn't do that. Uh, you were already committed somewhere else and stuff. I'm not. Yeah. But I'm driving. And I said, I got to call Scott and, and kind of give him a heads up on a situation with a volunteer. And so I called you to talk to you about that. And in the middle of that conversation, what did you say to me? I said, I feel like God's calling us away. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, what? (laughs) You know? Can I say, so I remember hearing a sermon here one night, you saying that that people are, 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 you know, they're they're saying God's called them to be missionaries, but they're not, they won't leave Springfield. And I kept thinking about that. And and then one, we had some over, Golden Avenue, we had uh, some missionaries come in and they visit and they shared one Sunday. And I I, I think I told her that night, I said, man, we're leaving. I don't know where when we're just leaving it's exciting God's put it in my heart that Mm -hmm. he's calling us away so it it is it's exciting and I'm going to be in the ministry full time and the church is the church there's put me on the staff 
So I'll tell you, uh, there's another situation that happened like this before, and and I told this other person, I said, you know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, yeah. you know, because it's really answered prayer, and I want you to remember that when you go, mm-hmm. don't get discouraged. You know, you have to think about just think about what is the successful freeway. Well, a successful freeway can't be Freeway West. A successful freeway can't be Freeway Headquarters. Mm-hmm. A successful freeway, what is that, right? And so you have to come to come to the place where you say, okay, what does success look like for us? Well, people are being saved. Mm-hmm. People are joining the local church. Mm-hmm. Disciples are being made. That's success. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter how big the numbers are, right? right? It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, those things are not... Um, the, the key thing here, God is going to use you guys there, right? God is going to use you. And, and so uh, be excited. I would encourage you to be excited about this. And uh, I would encourage you to cut the umbilical cord of Springfield. Don't let that thing tether you back here. I mean, it's okay. You got family here, and I know you're <clears throat> going to come back. But you could get to the place where you're looking over your shoulder like Lot's wife so much that people there know you're not really committed to there. You know, and we've talked about that a little bit, yeah. but um, so so that same day you told me that I called the pastor on the way home. So I'm on the way home. I'm having <laughs> so I got tw- you know it takes 27 minutes to get to my house from the building. So which is in a bigger city is is a short distance. Uh, we're not a big city, but here it's a little bit. People think maybe a little bit of a drive, but really mm-hmm. it's not. It gives me a time to unwind um, and think about my day and stuff and pray and meditate. And so I, I, that day I didn't do that. That day I was on the phone. And so I'm, I call you. We hang up. I call the pastor. I'm like, you won't believe this. You know? <laughs> I told you earlier I didn't, have a, I didn't have a married guy. But guess what? You know? And so I told him about the conversation. And, and, uh, and so me, we, we went to West Texas together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we went to Snyder. And you, you brought your kids. And they terrorized the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I sure did. And so you got to meet the church. Yep. And you guys got to share your heart with them and, and that connection was made. And so isn't that exciting? Mm-hmm. It, it is exciting. We are, we are excited. We are, we are extremely excited. And this, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. Did you mm-hmm. ever think that y'all would be, I mean, here's the deal. You're going to be a staff member of a local church. Yeah. You're going to be the free road director. You have a package, you have a home, you have a salary, mm-hmm. you know, you're a four time loser, dude. Yeah. That has been to federal prison, state prison, you know, IV junkie, needle junkie. But that's not who you are now. Because really, that's who you used to be, isn't it? That's right. But Uh, God did that. But God, my identity now is in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're the psycho drunk Mm -hmm. with a baseball bat, breaking all kinds of windows out of stuff and going to jail for attacking people. Yeah. And now you have two beautiful babies. Yeah, you didn't used to want me in your rental house. Now you let me have your kid. Yeah, yeah. I will. <laughs> actually, there's, there is, there's not very many places I leave my daughter, and I, yeah. I will leave my daughter at your house with no with no worries. Yeah. Because I believe in the transforming power of the gospel. Um, yeah. I don't believe that you guys are phonies. I believe that you guys are the real deal. And I, I'll sign my name next year as any day of the week, which I'm nobody either, you know, but... Uh, but God has been good. And so uh, we talked about that, uh, what God is doing in your life. Did you ever think that life could be like it is right now? Mm-mm. No. No. I was pretty hopeless for quite a while. 
I didn't see any way out. I, 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 I didn't think it would be like this for me. I've seen it be like that for other people, but I thought, no, it'll never be like that for me. What's your biggest burden? Biggest burden. Our biggest burden is, is to, to, to our, our biggest burden really is to plant freeways, to go and plant another freeway to reach the lost, mm-hmm. to reach the hurting, to reach the broken. Amen. The gospel. It's the gospel, you know, the, the core of the gospel. What about Discipleship. you? Discipleship. I think that was incredibly vital in, in my walk was just somebody, um, you know, I had went to church. I had went and went down and gotten saved as a child and gotten baptized, but then I didn't know what to do after that. And so somebody coming alongside me and telling me, this is how you do it. And um, this is how we read our Bible. Like there's women now that have been in church all their lives that don't know how to read their Bible. They've never been taught. And so I think it's just important to, to teach them those things. Come alongside them. And we've been praying. I've been praying for Texas for a long time. And so you guys are the foot in the door there. Uh, and and I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be a fun ride. I believe that was on my heart, and yeah. God's going to use you guys there in a mighty way. Um, so, what hurts you the most? Oh, you, you, uh, you explained your biggest burden. <clears throat> so now, what hurts the most? I would say just not that um, you know we don't have that cupcake rainbow going on. Um, like our children aren't coming with us, our older children, and so we're leaving some behind and. But God's got work for us to do, so we have to hold on that, uh, you know, we pray for them, and and we continue to do his work, you know. There, I don't remember her name, but there was an older lady that said, I'll, I'll um, do my father's business, and my, my father will worry about mine. And so we just have to hold on to that. Okay. What about you? What was the question? What hurts the most? Pay attention, please. <laughs> I know it hurts. <laughs> I mean, it, it like she said, it, it does. What hurts the most is, is I'm going to tell you what burdens my heart, breaks my heart the most. And out, outside, uh, with family and outside of family, is when I see somebody like even whether it's out on the street mm-hmm. corner and they come into a freeway or it's at a grocery store, when I see somebody totally strung out on meth, where they're mm-hmm. so geeked out, you know what I'm saying? I see that it breaks my heart. And I know that I was that person. Yeah. I used to do that. And I, and I don't look at it to make fun of them. I look at him because I, I want to. I, I want to cry with him and for him because mm-hmm. that breaks my heart when I see people like that, and I see it. You know, especially when if they got children or something with them, man, it just it crushes me. Stuff. That's yeah. probably my thing is the kids, mm-hmm. and you invest so much time in people, and you know, for us, one of the things that we get to do, my wife and I, is that we have a little extra room in our home, and uh, it's not glamorous or anything, but it's a it's a bedroom and a bathroom and a little living room and and we get to have people in the program come stay with their kids at our house you know yeah. and you pour all that time into them and their kids and there's a family bond made and then they disappear on you mm-hmm. and it's interesting ian richards who is um, a missionary to australia and he uh he comes and volunteers here he treats it like a job because he can't he can't get back right now and and he said he in the first time someone left that he was bonded to, he was broken. And uh, he said, I've never had, he said, basically he said this, he said, where I'm from, your friends say goodbye. Mm-hmm. These people don't say goodbye. No, nope. they're gone. They're gone. Mm-hmm. And, and so 
uh, you know, that hurts for me. That hurts for me. Um, so you got a boy and a girl. You're you're taking your twins. Uh, your domestic terrorist, domestic terrorist, <laughs> redemption babies that are domestic terrorists. Yes, to 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 Snyder, Texas, yes. Sunday. Sunday. Mm. Today is Monday, and so it's less than a week away. You're gonna go, and we're gonna have a send off for you here Saturday night, yeah. which is gonna be a big time emotional thing. Um, I'm gonna have Mike and Juliet here. Oh, cool. And I'm gonna have her share a little bit That's about awesome. you know how she. Uh, basically both of them really how you know for a long time they tried to get melissa and mm -hmm. help her and it was like a lost cause mm -hmm. to a lot of people right i would have felt that way yeah, yeah but it wasn't right. a lost cause was it no nope, those seeds were planted praise the lord yep so uh, let me ask you a question are you happy absolutely yeah. i'm excited yeah. I'm, i feel more alive now than i have my whole life amen we're well, sad to, to to go, but God has given us a piece in what we're doing, and so um, he's, he's 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 burdened our heart with mm -hmm. going. Yeah, he has, and we're we are and we are excited about it. Yeah. And we're hoping we're hoping we're hoping this will open the door for other freeways in Texas. So, so what brings you joy today? Serving my family, my wife, our children, coming home. Coming home from work, and when I got two little babies that run up to the glass, <laughs> dad, dad, and they're smacking it, and they're licking it, and it's like. Does your wife lick the glass when you come <laughs> no, home? No, she's like, she's hiding in the kitchen and open the door. <laughs> your turn. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. banging on the door. But when I come home from work to see that, mm -hmm. uh, my wife, my children, and, and serving, man, preaching, serving. Not, not just preaching does, but not just preaching, but serving. Yeah. Serving, serving ministry of the church serving in the church man god created us my purpose is to serve i realize now that i have a purpose and that, and that's mm -hmm. the ministry my ministry is my purpose in life so amen it's yeah. my joy what about you um i would say that you know we haven't had a lot of extra time to actually do one-on-one -on -one discipleship with another man or another woman um this last year but um you know we're still we're discipling our children just by them you know watching us and um, so just watching them and that they know how to pray and that they sing Christian songs as they're going through Sam's Club. And so, yeah. um, you know, just watching them grow in Christ and knowing that we are raising them, you know, in the church house. And so, 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 Lord. Yep. so every night before bedtime, when we get them ready for bed, we go into the bedroom and, and, and we pray and we sit down on the floor and we'll have one on her lap, one on mine, or they're both on her lap, you know. And then we pray, and every, after we pray, one of them always wants to go, I want to pray. And then, oh, yeah. I wish we like that. We do, we they think they're Pentecostal. Okay, <laughs> they do think they're yeah. Pentecostal. Yeah. My, my yeah. little girl's the same way. It's yeah. hilarious. It's, it's, I pray, I pray, I pray. I pray yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so when you're praying and she wants to eat, she says, amen, amen, yeah. amen. Yeah. You know? Isn't that neat? <laughs> yeah. It, I love, yes. Sweet. It joys. It, it brings so much joy to my heart. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, God yeah. has redeemed you both. And uh, you guys are cycle breakers, and I'm so, I feel so, so, uh, so much pleasure just to know you both. So thank you for coming on, and uh, y'all pray for the Gilmores as they go to West Texas, nine-hour drive from where they're from, to a place they've only been once, to a church family they really don't know, and they're going totally by faith. Yep. And so... Um, We'll have that send off Saturday. Hopefully, you'll be blessed by that. And 
God, I encourage some others to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So thanks for coming on. Sad. This is your last week in Springfield, but God's good. Amen. He yes. is. Amen. He is. Amen. Amen. So if you've enjoyed this this podcast, One Broken Life, would you do me a favor and would you subscribe to the YouTube channel? Would you like our Facebook page and share this on whatever you listen? Maybe it's Spotify. Maybe it's YouTube. And if you want to support uh, what we're doing here at Freeway Ministries, you can go to the Freeway Ministry website at freeway-ministries.com. And you can become a one-time supporter or a monthly supporter to help us reach one broken life at a time. Scott, Melissa, thank you for coming on today. Thanks for having, Thanks for having us. us on. God bless y'all. Have a good day.